author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest, host of The Donald Jeffrey Show, Billy Ray Valentine, Billy Ray Valentine. host of the Infinite Fringe podcast, researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York, Tony Arterburn, Tony Arterburn. radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. All right, what is going on, everybody? It's America Unplugged. Hope everybody's doing well. Greetings and blessings. We made it another week. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, and I got the usual suspects here with me today. On the doorsteps of Armageddon, we say that every week because, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, is it happening? Is it not happening? The signs are in the skies. We're going to talk about them today. Mr. Don Jeffries, the legendary. How are you, sir? Good to see you. What's up? Uh, great being with you. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, how we're always on the brink of the apocalypse, World War III, white lung disease, another variant of COVID, animals washing up on the beaches. You know, so it's, it's always something. Right, right. As Roseanne Rosanna Dana used to say, it's always something. It's always something. <laughs> and Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's going on? How you doing, sir? Say what's up the, to the people. It's the never-ending story. <laughs> never-ending apocalypse. Right. Yeah. And po- apocalypse infinity, the next chapter today. So. That's that's the way it's going down, man. Um, let's let's talk about it a little bit today. We want to talk uh about uh, a, a little bit of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy giving it to people on stage, you know, that that was pretty. I, I even I, I just saw the highlights because I don't watch these. I see I, I was I was like amped to watch these things in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. Trump's not there, so it's not that fun. You know, <laughs> you want to you want to see Trump get into it with these people. It would have been dope to see Trump and uh, and Ramaswamy get into it. Or probably wouldn't have happened. Ramaswamy would have kicked it, kissed his ass the entire time. Because he wants to be the the vice president, but Chris Christie would have got into it, and that would have been fun, right? Um, but you know, whatever. I, I saw highlights of it, and um, it was it was it was really interesting. It was like a WWE. See, I gotta go back to this, right? It it was it is the World Wrestling Federation from back in the day, World Wrestling Entertainment. It is professional wrestling at its finest. What are these people doing on primetime television? They're cutting promos on each other. Quite literally. All right. It's The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin calling each other names. And who has the biggest impact, right? And I got to say, because I'm a mark, I'm a professional wrestling mark, meaning I'm a fan. I'm a more than a fan. I'm, I'm somebody that they can get money out of because I'm that much of a fan, right? That's what a mark means. I'm perfectly fine with that, right? So I sit down and I'm watching this and I start watching Vivek Ramaswamy give it to people. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that was that was brutal to say the least, right? But that is the desired effect. And I, I am I am perfectly fine with admitting that that I get sucked in by things things like this. It doesn't move the vote. I'm not that much of a mark, but I'll watch. You know, I'll sit there and I'm like, wow, wow, really, really, really uh, giving it to Chris Christie there and, and everybody else on the stage. Tony, did you get a chance to take a get a look at this? I've seen some. 
-hmm. and I don't watch these events anymore for the same reason that I don't play with Ouija boards. I just don't want you don't that. Play with Ouija boards. I don't mess with Ouija boards. I don't mess with. I don't. I don't do tarot cards. I don't. I don't mess with the occult. I don't want that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. That's the. That's where I. I watch. I watch the low lights. I wouldn't say they're highlights. Right. 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 It's just you know, we're so starved for any authenticity. That anybody with any rational points now looks like a savage, like yes. he's crushing Nikki Haley. And I'm like, he's, I mean, he's really not. I mean, hey, mention the jab, Ramaswamy. Go after Pfizer. Yeah. You know, I mean, David Knight look, makes this guy look like he's LARPing 24 7. I mean, let's just compare, you know, something that's true and real to somebody who's faking it. And, and Ramaswamy's great, I guess, in the sense that he's calling things out. And, but most of these figures, like Chris Christie, he committed political seppuku over the last uh, three or four months. I mean, have you have you seen some of his one-liners? <laughs> By the way, you go back to the 2016, uh, and these are 2015 primaries, he eviscerated uh, Marco Rubio, eviscerated him. He made him, made him look like he was repeating himself, and that's, when the, that's one of the best things ever when Chris Christie did that because the next day somebody dressed up like a 1950s robot followed Marco Rubio around in New Hampshire. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. He has devolved over the past many years, and he is terrible now. Like, he actually had a one – he must have thought about this for years. He had a one-liner. You guys can go look at this, where he was attacking Trump, and he says, you keep ducking this and ducking these debates. We're not going to call you Donald Trump. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Yeah, I saw that. What the hell is going on? Like, this is a this is this theater? I mean, it's not even good. And so it's I I don't are they really is there any ratings on these debates? Ain't nobody watching this. Man. Nobody's um, watching it. And yeah. so yeah, I mean you're like the valedictorian of summer school. Like nobody <laughs> gives a shit. I mean it's just it's so stupid to watch. And so we're you know we have something to talk about, but our political discourse, especially on the right, it is being exposed for the hollowness that it is because they do not go after the real issue. They 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 skirt them. They get real close, but it's it's uh, real issues adjacent. Hey man, leave it to Tony to rationalize this, right? And make it, make it, you know, just bottom line it, right? And just, just destroy the <laughs> argument, right? Right then and there. It's exactly the truth, right? But, but he said, you know, we're not going to call you Donald Trump. We're going to call you Donald Duck, right? I saw that. It was cringe. Um, let's take it right back to Monday Night Raw. This is something straight out of the playbook of Monday Night Raw. If anybody watch and Monday Night Raw for for people that don't know um uh, the WWE, um that's their flagship show, right? Of of professional wrestling, it's been on for years and years and years. Roman Reigns, who is uh, the face of the well, you know the quote unquote face of the company, he's the he's their champion right now. Um, they they took years building this, and this is why politics and professional wrestling mirror each other so much, right? years building Roman Reigns, the people wanted nothing to do with him. They thought he was corny because he was, he was corny. And they were trying different lines to get, because he's the Rock's cousin, Dwayne Johnson. He's the Rock's cousin. It's a good looking guy, tall guy. Thing is, he doesn't have the charisma of the Rock, right? Of Barack Obama, the Barack Obama of professional wrestling, right? Uh, uh, the Rock, because that's what they are. They're the same person when they're cutting promos, right? Um, charisma, you know, for days. Um, so they tell Roman Reigns, they give him, they start giving him lines, trying to, to, to get the people to buy into the storyline. And they tell him, hey, you got to make fun of this guy. I forgot who he's making fun of. And he goes, you're a big, a, a big bag of suffering succotash. 
Like this was years. This well, was that's years. true. And, and the people just were like, "Oh man!" And it it made him even less likable. They hated him even more for it because it was so corny. But these are lines that are predetermined in order to get a reaction from people that have no idea that are out of touch with what people actually are are resonating with. And that's why Donald Trump has done so well. He doesn't need necessarily script writers. He will get up there and just go off on you, right? And 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 he's pretty clever sometimes. You know, it takes a lot for me to say that, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's a clever guy when he's trying to insult someone, you know, or he just delivers it. Well, I don't know what it is, but he can relate to people because it it comes off as natural, not scripted, like the Donald Duck line. And and his dumbass went out there and said that, right? And it, it made him even worse. I mean, he, he'll never win. He, he doesn't stand a chance, right, for, for dumb shit like that. But but this is what we are, um, quote, unquote, voting for. Yeah, I realized they, we were in America 2.0, like Don says. I, I realized this for the first time when yeah. Trump said that uh, he liked people that weren't captured when he's talking about insulting John McCain because he was going back and forth. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> if he survives this, then this is a completely new political landscape. Yeah. And, and people went did. along with that. It mm-hmm. didn't even phase. It didn't even because people are so, like I said, so starved for anything real that will just you don't even have to get on the real issues. Just get close to them because we're so far removed from what actually yeah. is happening. So we, we've devolved. Right. It's been the de-evolution of, of America. It's the de-evolution of, of humanity. But America is the, pl- the prime example of, of, of the fall of mankind right now. Um, and and this is what so people. Look at professional wrestling and they make fun of it and they say, who watches this nonsense, right? <laughs> who would invest in their time in this? It's a, a billion dollar business, you know, um, but who would watch this? It's it's clearly fake. But then they turn around and look at CNN and they turn around and look at Fox as, as if it's legitimate. And they turn around and look at these debates and say, oh, look, look, and they're and they're commenting on it. Clearly Donald Duck over here. You know, clearly that's that's bullshit, right? And 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 that's why uh, Ramaswamy uh, looks good uh, in front of some some of these people because he's got a little bit of the Trump swag. He 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 doesn't need the script writers ten times out of ten. You know, he he can do his own sometimes, and and uh, and it comes off. Nikki Haley's apparently gaining some ground. I I don't know. I mean, but to what? Right for second place? Like, I mean, Donald Trump hasn't even showed up to these things. He, he doesn't even acknowledge it, and he keeps getting more popular amongst his base and amongst conservatives. Right? Yeah, don't under, keep, right, what's up? Sorry, I didn't interrupt. Just, don't don't inter, don't underestimate Nikki Haley. I've been talking about her for years. <laughs> right? Don't this is a warmonger. She's a favor of the military-industrial complex, multinationals, banking right. consortiums. They love her. Yeah, because she's going to bring about the change that they need, which is uh, Armageddon which is to, to, to uh, wow. shuffle everything up and to do the creative destruction. I really watch her. Yeah. She may be second. Well, she I will, think you're she right. Will, she will dethrone DeSantis second place. I promise you that. She'll get more money, and that'll be a uh, battle for you know the, the primary. It'll be some sort of uh, delegate, super delegate thing. They'll come up with some reason to, to put her on, on top of the ticket. Well, I think you're right, and, and I think you're, you're, you're looking ahead. You're looking further ahead than most people that are, including myself, I'm looking at right now, um, right? Trump is going to be the nominee. But down the line, that, that that's her. You know, it's 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 Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley might even get chosen for a vice presidential position, right? Even though they don't really like each other, supposedly. I don't know. 
Don Jeffries, the fr- the the Trumpenstein project, uh, the the conservative uh, debates, the Republican. Let me say Republican debates because Republican Republican and conservative are two very th- different things, even though they're trying to merge them together, like Plato. What's up? Tell me something. Well, you know, I, I think anybody watching those debates, if you understand where 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 the electoral fraud starts. Right. It starts in these debates and these pre-election polls. Now, for a long time, I've said that pre-election polls should be outlawed because the only the only reason they exist is to try to manipulate people. So that back in the day when people I liked, like my friend Cynthia McKinney or Dennis Kucinich were running for president, they would always be mired at one percent. So it'd quickly be weeded out because the masses believe the polls. Well, I can't vote for him. He's got one percent. <clears throat> and uh, that's what they do. And so. That's what, but they, what they're doing with Vivek Ramaswamy is a little different because he's getting a lot of attention and he's clearly the presence on this stage. And the idea that, I mean, the rest of them don't belong up there with him. He's, he's magnetic, charismatic. He's saying even more kind of red meat things than Trump did. He's saying in a way more articulate way. He may be completely phony. I seen the video back in the day of a Reverend Al Sharpton show and a young Vivek and a young Pete Buttigieg just happened to be two of the people they called from the audience in the same show. I mean, I don't know what the odds of that are, but uh, <clears throat> astronomical. But he says, and he he had he had my book, Hidden History, on the on the shelf when Alex Jones was interviewing him behind him. So I mean, if he actually bought my book, how can I not love the guy? But uh, I, I don't know if that's true, if he's read it or whatever. But sometimes he sounds like he's he's taking talking points out of it. But looking at that. This is why I call it the Trump side project. Trump didn't transform the Republican Party at all, except as individually. It's it became a cult of personality. So there's 80 million people or whatever that voted for him. I don't know to what degree they're moved by MAGA rhetoric from anyone else, because if I mean those polls, I don't believe for a second that they could possibly be behind Nikki Haley. And and Tony was talking about Nikki Haley. I've seen her for years. She is, she is, she's an empty suit if she wore a suit. She's kind of cute, but she has no charisma, no personality at all. And she's, what is she running on? She's running on all war all the time, anti-free speech. Her idea is to make everybody on the internet identify themselves so no one could be anonymous. I mean, she has, she's full of Orwellian ideas. There's, and she's, you know, obviously running around with Hamas uh, over behind every tree, a Hamas agent. She has nothing attractive to offer the people. So the party that supposedly was attracted to Trump for his MAGA rhetoric, which is the opposite of all that, how could they possibly be attracted to her? Yet we're supposed to believe she's surging. Who is she surging with? (laughs) Corporate media? How could she possibly be surging with Trump-friendly voters? Same thing with Chris Christie. How could she possibly be surging? This is a guy, again, all war all the time. And, uh, you know, the best line, I think, in the debate, I mean, Vivek just, you know, tore Nikki a new one. But, uh, you know, when he, he told he just dismissed Chris Christie, said, go get a go get a meal, go, you know, basically go eat. And, uh, you know, it was like, <laughs> and, you know, Chris Christie just saw him. He, he was just, you know, I don't know if that's all theater or not. And they all agreed that DeSantis kind of sit there silent. He was supposed to be the uh, the front runner among that group. I don't know how what kind of party base can look at the things Vivek is saying, whether they're legitimate or not. And what Haley and Christie are saying, DeSantis really is, he's just kind of backed into the shadows now. He's not really saying much of anything. But how do you possibly, that that kind of part, it's like, it's like having Robert F. Kennedy Jr. up on stage with the Democrats. 
And that's why he ended, he decided to run independently because they could, they, you know, obviously he's in an entirely different mindset than everyone else. Vivek is in an entirely different mindset and it's closer to what Trump had, but that's what we saw during the Trump presidency. Right. It was a one man revolution. He didn't bring people in unless you count Marjorie Taylor Greene and people like that as, as Trump uh, coattails. I don't know, maybe, but uh, she is very much like him. She's probably the closest one like him and they're with their personality, but there weren't that many, you know, the, theoretically you should have seen MAGA candidates winning all over the place. They right. don't win very few. And, and Trump, of course, himself in the, <laughs> in Trumpenstein 101, pretty much endorsed all the rhinos over the MAGA candidates. That's what Trump does. Just like Nikki Haley, who hates him. And, uh, you know, he, he asked her originally to be a secretary of state after she was one of the vocal no, no, never Trumpers. And he ended up putting her in, uh, as his UN ambassador, same thing with Chris Christie. Chris Christie was one of his, uh, you know, aides early on. So this is what Trump does. So the whole thing is so scripted. But I want to believe that there is an ounce of sincerity with Vivek is saying. But I think it's amazing when you, if you saw that interview that he did with Dana Bash or that afterwards. And Dana Bash, isn't she? Tony might know this. Didn't Rush Limbaugh date her for a while? That sounds. I, I want to say that. Which, which again, you talk about an odd couple. What the hell did they talk about? I mean, this woman is, you know, might as well be sitting in, you know, in the Kremlin or something. I mean, she's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And she was just, you know, just kept talking about uh, and it was so hilarious to see a brown guy, a brown immigrant, brown, you know, son of immigrants coming and uh, talking about the great replacement theory and having this white woman. Say, oh, it's terrible. It talks about white supremacy. You can't, it's it's a dog whistle to say great replacement. And it was it was surrealistic to watch that. But these are the kind of things that to a lesser degree, when Pat Buchanan was running for president, he would nibble around the edges, but they wouldn't let him have the stage to talk about this stuff. Ron Paul, they wouldn't let him have that stage. They constantly uh, screwed him over. They gave him less time than anybody else in the Republican debates. They did all the time. Him and his complaints were they, they even did. They said, OK, he got, you know, eight minutes and Ritz Santorum got 40 minutes. It was that disparity was that great. But Vivek got plenty of time. They're giving him plenty of time and he's saying more radical stuff than they saw. So I don't know why they're having people like that on there, because then they also claim he's only at four percent. Anybody that look at, looks at what he's saying, how effective he is at saying it. And he's speaking to the MAGA crowd. How could he possibly be lower in the polls than this unbelievable, boring, chill Nikki Haley or Chris Christie? I mean, I don't know if he's below him or not, but I mean, that's it's absolutely ridiculous. No one, no one should possibly believe that for a second. That's why I don't pay any attention to the pre-election polls, because they've already decided what they're going to do. And I don't know what it is. But until they do, I think Vivek is an interesting distraction. Uh, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll hold up hidden history at one of the debates. I, would, I don't know that. I don't know what we'd think then. I hope everybody in the alt media would think he's real then. I'd be forced to, right? I don't mm -hmm. know, but I bet I, I don't, I don't, but I, all I know is that he's, he's like whether it's Tucker Carlson or any of these guys, he says a lot of stuff that I agree with why they're necessarily being allowed to say it. I don't know because then, you know, the reaction is so over the top, as you saw with Dana Bassett, if you saw people on CNN and MSNBC, I saw a couple of YouTube videos where they were just, Oh, this guy, um, Van Jones. And again, Van Jones is a, a black guy and he, he was attacking this brown guy, basically calling call him white supremacist and, and saying, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff he was talking about came very close to Nazi rhetoric. I thought, what, what is he what is he saying that has anything to do with Nazis? And they, all the panels were all nodding. Yeah, 
yeah, so what I you know, it's so is he there just to be attacked for that? Well, maybe they'll find a woman, you know, well, Vivek's pretty young, so it had to be, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something that uh they claimed he raped her and they don't but she doesn't remember where or when and you know, or something like that. They'll they'll automatically convict him or be something like that. But uh <clears throat> he makes he makes just like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. made, he's kind of fading a little bit, but uh and I admit I get crushes on these guys. You know, my, my, my big crush was Tulsi Gabbard, and uh, she's now broke my heart completely. And I saw her in something. She sounds like Nikki Haley now. I mean, she's talking about Hamas, this, and ISIS. And I just, I, I, how could you, Tulsi? But uh, <laughs> but RFK Jr. It still holds a little sway with me. And, and Vivek is just sounding like the best of a sorry lot. And it's as good as we're going to get. Yeah, I know he's, he's kind of talking about 9-11, but he's, you know, he's talking about Saudi Arabia, so it's a limited hangout. He's talking about the J6 people, and he's he, he trying to tell Dana uh, Bash, have you seen the video? Because apparently they've now released the video of the cops waving them in and telling them to come in. And he said, you know, how do you prosecute somebody for doing something that the cops told, you know, urged them to do? And that's a very good question, but it's and it's a bold question because none of the other Republicans are doing that. Least of all, Trump. Maybe Trump will, but it'll be interesting to see once Trump jumps. Assuming he's able to, they may just you know make a law, they just pass a constitutional amendment or something that he can't never run for president again, or they may run him. They may elect him from prison. As I said, I can see that happening too. So, uh, Billy, you talk to your friends in the WWE. Maybe they can give them some good ideas. But it's you can you can guarantee they're working on an entertaining script. That's that's what they're trying to do. Um, Steve in the chat had something to say. About, oh, he says that uh, WWE is for retards, and he is one of them. So, so am I. So. Uh, unfortunately, I continue to watch that stuff. Um, not, not not continuously. I don't have the time, but but uh, yeah. but I do I do keep my ear on it. Uh, it's fine. Um, regardless of that, uh, uh, Donald Trump is is leading in the polls. Let's talk a little bit about that because it it it. Uh, I think it lends itself to the mayhem we're going to experience in 2024, bro. It's going to go down, so get ready. You know, um, people are going to lose it, um, and 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 a lot of what both of you said ha has has something to do with it, right? It's like we we try to rationalize how Nikki Haley can be where she is, given uh, her stance on so many things, uh, as opposed to Donald Trump. People don't care. They don't know the policies. They don't, they, they're not aware of anything like that. This is a cult of personality, right? And then they are told to look in a different direction and they say, yeah, that's cool. Even though they're polar opposites, they're fine with it because they don't know what the opposites are. To them, it's the same or close to the same. There's no analysis of the issues there's no recognition of the problem they don't know there is one right they say they're given a lot li lines to say literally given a lot of the rhetoric you can you can predict when you're if you go down to the reawaken america tour sit there for a little while and talk to people you can predict what they're going to say and that doesn't mean <laughs> you have supernatural powers it just means that they've been fed this stuff and they regurgitate it and that's all it is. There's there's no depth. There's 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 no. I I, I don't know how else to say it, you know. And, and even on January sixth, you went down there and spoke to people. Same thing, same thing. You were going to get the same thing because your thoughts are not your own. They're just not. Uh, end of the day. Okay, so um, we're going to do this, and then I want to get to the end of the world because all of this. 
bleeds into the end of the world. Trump is leading in the polls right now. Joe Biden has has stooped to a new low, right? I believe, and I don't, by the way, I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm being sarcastic right now, but I'm going to preface what I'm saying with that ahead of time because people are going to be like, "Oh, Billy, Billy means this." Um, I, I I believe that the war in the Middle East was uh, was put together to bring down Joe Biden. You know, I, I think that whole thing was was constructed to bring Joe Biden down in the polls, right? Because why else would it happen, right? Why else? And then people would look at me and say, damn, Billy, you're freaking ridiculous. But when the same thing happened with Donald Trump, a worldwide pandemic uh, was made to, to, to have Donald Trump lose the election, clearly, clearly. Mm-hmm. And people believed that. I want people to, to recognize the, the severe mind control that is going on here that we are all under to some degree, right? And uh, the people that, that side with Donald Trump um, even more so, or maybe it's just a different type of mind control than what we're currently under, I don't know. Um, I, I still think that in 2024, a lot of the people that that think it's a, it's a slam dunk are going to be in for a really rude awakening. And it's going to make for more um, illegitimate election talk it's going to make for more uh, this was stolen and it's going to harvest the energy of well-meaning Americans into a place where it's not utilized, the, into a place where it's where it's stunted. And that energy is kept and controlled instead of actually creating the change that that energy is supposed to create. That's what's going on here. And that's what's going to happen in 2024, unfortunately, and it's going to serve for more division, in my opinion. What's up, Tom? Well, I thought something similar uh, back in 2020 about uh, why the scamdemic happened. Uh, you know, I thought, well, is this to put down nationalism? At the same time, you had the uprisings in uh, Hong Kong. You had the Hong Kongers that were standing up to the Chinese. Right. And there was other nationalist movements going on around the world. People were uh, protesting and taking to the streets and... Um, there were separatist movements going on, and that was all squashed uh, with the worldwide scamdemic and the lockdown and lockstep. And I thought for a moment that maybe that was Trump was a, a factor in that. Well, he was a factor because he helped all of that go along. So I mean, we found that out later. You know, he's just pushing along and put Fauci in charge of the country. Um, I don't think that October 7th had anything to do with Biden. I don't think anybody thinks about Biden. I don't think Biden doesn't have any power. He's not, a, he's, is he a president? I mean, he's a figurehead. He's a vacuous uh, automaton for the deep state lizard people. I don't know what he is. He's just, uh, he's just there. Uh, I don't factor him in. They have a term like Bidenomics. Is anybody, are, are people really thinking about it? This isn't 1992 anymore. I mean, nobody really, we look at the president. Does it really affect your life? I'm not, not so much. Um, but yeah, he he's uh, definitely going to have a hard time in the election. But I, I don't because he will be the nominee, barring right. some sort of coup d'état or super delegate. You know, like they right. found some super delegates, and <laughs> Evan Newsom's now the nominee. The, the Democratic Party is the most undemocratic thing ever. Yeah. So they they will have something up their sleeve, I assume. But just run the numbers. We talk about demographics. We talk about election results. And if even if elections are real, folks, don't don't attack me. I'm not I'm not get, I'm not a politico who thinks all this is legit and above board. I, I'm skeptical of all things. But let's just let's just suspend disbelief for a minute. WWE. WWE. It's just a bit. <laughs> let's just how many angels can dance on the head of a pen? Right. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the real analysis now. Like it's a Sunday <laughs> show. But 
you look at this and I, I think Trump is, is supposedly head in the polls because they he's the presumed nominee. Um, so what? You still have to get 270 you be, uh, electoral college votes to become president. I don't see how he has a path to that, even if he is the nominee. I don't see it. This country is, I mean, every year we shift further and further into the deep blue. Uh, and if you want to call it that, I don't like these color designations, but that's where we're going. The, the, the future is California, folks. That's the way they've designed the future coast to coast in this country. Is a, is a, and that's why the Republican Party is, is not meant to be a vessel to carry your uh, outrage and opposition to Washington or to your state capital, it's meant to make it inert. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a run out the clock situation. I learned this because I was I was inside of the mechanism of the Republican Party, and you were talking. You know, Don asked the question earlier: How does Nikki Haley even have any sway? Well, there is a chunk <laughs> of voters like uh, in my district. I ran in a I mean I ran in deep East Texas. This is like you know. John Birch Society country, deep East Texas, conservative, rock ribbed, all that stuff, red, red state. The guy who won was had never run for office, was from Chicago and was a trial lawyer. He eventually became uh, Trump's uh, director of national intelligence. <laughs> so he, 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 I, I, they would send me out because I, I, I helped the, uh, the sitting congressman. They would send me out to, to debate him. And I, it didn't matter what I said. I could totally destroy him and bring up subject after you know how I do. I just I quoting history and I'm talking about subject matter and bills that were passed and why I support why I supported Ralph Hall. It didn't matter. The people like, oh, he's new and he's got more, he's got more mailers than the other guy. And he had about a million bucks worth of ads. Yep. Yep. So he ended up winning. And the and the reason he won is not because he had a plurality, it's because there were so many people running. And it, it, you got into a runoff situation and split the vote. So I think Trump was able to carry, if we, now again, we're talking about electoral politics. I don't know how much is real anymore. <clears throat> Trump, Trump carried, except for the Iowa caucus, he didn't carry he, everything after New, New Hampshire. And pretty much he swept, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He yeah. Swept. But yeah. he only got like 30%, if I'm, if I'm remembering right, because there was so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kept yeah. he, you know, taking, those, taking those states and putting those in his column, but he was able to just garner enough support because he had the evangelicals, uh, you know, you go um, Robert Jeffers. I remember when I saw Trump speak in Dallas, and this was in September of 2015. The first person he co had come out and introduced him was an evangelical preacher there named Robert Jeffers, who's a real shill. I mean, just <laughs> awful human being. Uh, loves loves you to get uh, jabbed and make sure you get all your myocarditis in. He needs that for his whatever. I don't know what he's <laughs> getting paid by. But it, you, you got right. He's an awful human being. And uh, but that's the kind of crowd that he was with. So he had that he had that sliver. If I'm making any sense here, he had that. So th there is a ch chance that that Nikki Haley could take a different tact. And especially with all of the support. And if they if they run her, it's the first woman. And, and she's you know, she has uh, families from originally from India. And she's, you know, the daughter of immigrants, all this stuff. They can run this. Um, she's so very dangerous. I've been talking about her for years. I, that's the person I'm watching. I obviously, I think Trump's probably going to be the nominee, but if there's any stumbling, if there's any path <clears throat> nominee, they'll, they'll make her the nominee. And I think, I think Nikki Haley could beat Joe Biden. In ah, yeah, 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 I think so. I think you're right. Uh, many people on that side will probably beat Joe Biden. It's Donald Trump. That's the issue. Trump, um, Trump I don't believe can. Right. And, I, and I don't think because he turns off the uh, the swing votes.
Yeah. And uh, if you believe in, again, I'm qualifying this folks, don't write me and tell me I'm a shill for elections. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's, there's a possibility that Nikki Haley, if, if nominated would be the president. Um, and that's bad. Um, but, <laughs> but, but Trump can't win. And especially did you see that um, Liz Cheney's thinking about running a third party run? And then the, <laughs> I think she'll get more votes than that. That uh, who was that moron that was out in Utah that uh, Mullick Mullins, whatever, whatever his name was. He, he, he was a CIA guy. He was bald and he was like, I'm Mormon and I'm in Utah and we're taking out because he didn't want because Trump was at the time was running about bringing jobs back and bringing the troops. Home. Really don't scared. want that. Yeah, that <laughs> don't want that. Like <laughs> All right. Well, there, there you have it. Um, let's let's uh, let's talk about the end of the world, Don. Unless you got something to say about Trump. Well, they're just. I think again, it just it just uh, it bears repeating that you really can't. We don't know how much of this is real. I mean, again, other. I mean, I I know that there 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 are millions of people that love Trump, but I don't know how many love him for his crazy personality and the people that hate him, or actually like me originally were drawn to that revolutionary rhetoric. And, and I, so I think there's at least a substantial number of those, but Tony could be right. I mean, the Republicans, they call them the stupid party for a reason. You know, the, the, the obviously if you have a stupid party, you got to have some pretty stupid voters. So, uh, you know, they're going to, for years, I mean, I, I remember when Pat Buchanan was running, I had people in my family and stuff that would complain about immigration and stuff. And Pat Buchanan was the only one talking about it. And yet they would vote for Bush. And I would try to tell them, you understand Bush has always been open borders, right? He's not going to do anything that you say you're concerned about. Pat Buchanan is talking about, oh, no, no, I can't. And that, and that's, so I think I, for some reason, Trump got over that hurdle where people, maybe because he was so crazy and he was all over the place that uh, he was able to get past the, uh, the the Pat Buchanan, Ron Paul, maybe the Vivek Ramaswamy thing too. They may have put that barrier up for him. But again, they're giving him a lot of attention. But so much of this, I don't know if Trump is out of the equation. If he wasn't running at all, then even though I think there's so many stupid Republican voters, I would have to believe the Trump voters, generally speaking, out of that group on stage would go for Vivek or maybe DeSantis. And to some, but then, of course, Trump, for some reason, attacked DeS DeSantis early on. And so he's kind of crushed his campaign. But they would. I don't think very many of them would go for for Nikki Haley or Chris Christie. So I, I would not believe that at all. But we don't know because Trump's there, so people can always say, "Well, Vivek's at four percent because the Trump voters are going for him." Right. So, but so who knows? I I don't know. But all I know is that I hope Tony's not right. But in the this would be a return to politics as usual. Trump, whatever else it was, was a was a sudden you know. <laughs> Sudden train wreck. I mean, out of nowhere, it was completely different from the electoral politics we had before. And that includes the 2020 election with all the controversy afterwards. So the Trump experience has been something different from conventional politics. Nikki Haley or Chris Christie would be a return to normalcy, as Warren right. G. Harding said. And uh, so I, I, I don't know. Whatever else Trump says, I think it's at least entertaining. Yeah, it but, is at the very least. Right. But if, if they nominate Nikki Haley against Biden or any other Democrat, it's going to be you can you can rewind back to, you know, uh, uh, Dole was it Dole versus Ducat? No, not Dole versus uh, Dole versus Clinton. 96. Dole versus Clinton. Yeah. You can do something like that because that, that's exactly what kind of choice you would have. But uh, so let's hope that I don't because, again, there's there's so supposedly millions of people out there that are MAGA people 
Well, they need to show it in their in their voting, assuming how much of the voting is real. This is what MAGA is, Don. Yeah, this yeah. is what MAGA is, man. Right. This is what MAGA. Is. I've had a theory about this for years, right. and it's it's that Trump ran on nationalism. He ran on uh, killing the trade deals, bringing the troops home, having a border, uh, restoring the dollar, all those yep. things that were nationalistic. But that wasn't for the primary necessarily, because those voters just wanted somebody to stand up to the establishment. He could have been hardline, hardcore neocon yeah. and yeah. still won the Republican uh, primary. What yeah. the, what his rhetoric was for and the genius of this, and I think this comes from Steve Bannon and Cambridge Analytica and others, yeah. was to capture the independence because that's where the swing was. Right. He got people to come out and vote that hadn't voted. Right. Absolutely. So I think the nationalism and the rhetoric was to try to make a, a blue dog Reagan Democrat thing happen again. And that was the triangulation, because that's why that would be the reason why you never saw any MAGA candidates win, because nobody in the Republican Party is running <laughs> on the things that Trump won on, because it's a national candidacy. Exactly. Okay. Deb, uh, Karen Carpenter asks about what about uh, Michelle Obama and Newsom? And she's right. I mean, they may we don't know. I mean, this Newsom is certainly right up their alley. He's I mean, he's a he's a he's like a, a, a coherent uh, Biden. You know, he, I mean, he's, he's going to do basically everything he does is going to be wrong. I mean, you, know, he's, you could, you can guarantee that. Yeah. Apart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, what he's doing in California, I mean, this guy is this guy, and he never stops. He doesn't care. He's not deterred at all. He's gonna, and uh, Michelle Obama, I still think is their number one pick, but for what, again, it could be games for whatever reason. She doesn't seem interested. I don't know. But, and I still say, you know, for those of the believe in the big Mike theory, that could be the alternative to Trump, Trump winning from prison or Michelle Obama winning and, the big reveal revealing she yeah. is the most famous transgender of all. The Both of those would reveal. Yeah. I mean, those, yeah. National gender. Reveal. Can you imagine what Holly, Hollywood would do with I'm that? Fourth of July, bro. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine what Hollywood would do with that? Jeez, so who knows? Holy shit. Um, but, but you know, you, you know, that, everything that, that, uh, that Tony said was correct in my opinion, you know, and, and uh, the, the only thing that he left out was, you know, he, he hit the nationalism, but it's, a, you know, the Christian nationalism. It's oh, the main that's reason uh, Mike Pence was chosen out of the Heritage Foundation to be the vice president of the United States was because he was a Christian nationalist and they wanted him to appeal to that sector of people. We were targeted. You know, the Christians were targeted. The alt media was targeted. We were targeted by, and this is provable. This isn't conspiracy theory. We're targeted to, to sucker us in to vote and, and get our feelings invested into the process because then they've got you for as long as they got you, almost for life, right? And hopefully they have gen to, to invest in the system, you know, not necessarily to, um, to back a candidate, even though they've, they've got that, but they've got you invested into the system. And once they got you invested into the system, it doesn't matter whether you're blue or red, you're in. You're voting for what they want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and, 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 and Newsom is the future, just like Nikki Haley. You know, um, uh, if, if, and I've said it many times, if Michelle Obama decides to run for president, it is a wrap, whether it is legitimate <laughs> illegitimate it doesn't matter she's the president of the united states or he whatever you want they them whatever you want to say yeah that, that that's what we're going to get 
So if if let, let's hope, right? She she doesn't decide to run because if she does, it's a wrap. It's okay. done. Put, put it all away. Put, it's just, don't even go out to the polls. She's winning. <laughs> I mean, you can go and waste your time, you know, but uh, but but she would win. Newsom is different. I don't know. Uh, I think he will get the Repu- the the Democratic machine behind him, you know, to to a certain extent. And he would be like the next runner up because he's got some type of appeal to to these people. He's he's a little bit on the younger side. You know, he can talk WWE. He, he can talk. You know, he, he can he, he's not. What, what's the dude from uh, from Pennsylvania? I forget his name that 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 uh, um, that had uh, the show. Oh, Fetter, Fetterman, 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 right? He's Fetterman. not he's not a Fetterman, right? He that's can get my up guy. There. That's who that's who I want. <laughs> he, he can get up there and talk, you know. So, so yeah. that's an alternative. But right now, <laughs> I think do something. Right? I think uh, right yeah. now they're going with Joe Biden, and uh, I, I, I really don't know why. I think they're just keeping us on on the on the on the edge of 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 hell, right there. So right? suspenseful. Right, right. <laughs> they're keeping up on the edge of our seat. It's either Trump or Joe Biden. Both of us. It's just one step from going over the Grand Canyon. Let's just keep it there. Keep people involved. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. But but the fish are dying. We're we're getting fish that are <laughs> that are, are 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 dying and showing up on shores all over Japan, apparently, or in one place in Japan. But it was thousands and thousands and thousands of fish, and they have no explanation for it, none. Right? People are taking the fish and uh, eating them, and they're being warned not to because we don't know what's wrong with these fish. I just saw Godzilla minus one. Um. Last week, I had a chance to go to a, a a screening of it, and it was fantastic. If you're a Godzilla fan, go check it out. I mean, it's the best Godzilla film I've ever seen, and they do right by Godzilla. You know, he looks like Godzilla, sounds like Godzilla, the whole deal. Um, but when Godzilla is coming a coming ashore, get some dead uh, fish that come up first, and then you know the he comes and destroys everything. It's like a precursor to, to the end. So this isn't good. I'm not saying it's Godzilla coming out, but something's going on, right? And then uh, swarms of locusts are flying over Mexico. This is all according to Drudge. I don't know what they're trying to say. I don't know what they're trying to do with all of this. I don't know what the target is, but people are already talking about the end times, us included, because um, we have to. Um, you know, with everything that's going on in, in Israel, at this point, right, and and around the world, we got the Ukraine also, you know, and uh, the United States is involved in all of it. You know, it's, we're we're a few dominoes away from it falling apart, and now we got dead fish and locusts coming up. When are we going to get the blood water, you know, um, blood rain, and that's it. You know, it it's not going to take too much for people to freaking lose it. Just saying. What's up, Tony? Well, I'd like to remind uh, everyone that uh, three years ago we had the locusts that were in India and yeah. uh, all over parts of uh, sub-Saharan Africa, and we thought, "Wow, this is the entire crops, so and there's no stopping them." And this has been going on through all recorded history. What about the people? You know, the people of Pompeii? They really thought. I mean, you looked at Pompeii and thought, "Wow, God's re- this is the end." Very or good. What about the time in the 1840s when there was a giant earthquake and the Mississippi River ran backwards? Very good. And, and, and this is what I tell people when they argue with me about the end times. I'm like, in World War II, for all the Jews that were put in ovens, that was the end times for them. Tell them different. 
I mean, you can't tell them different because they're gone. It was the end of time for them, right? Pompeii, it was the end times. That's it. It's the end of time for them, you know? Um, and uh, just pick a catastrophe that's gone down. I, I happen to think that we are in, the, uh, in an apocalypse because that mm -hmm. actually means that there's an unveiling. I think that's a lot of we're seeing the truth and it's a, it's a painful process because we're coming on, we're hopefully awakening to what actually is reality. That's what the word apocalypse means. It's an unveiling, but I don't believe it's the end of the world. Not yet. I mean, I think we're just, this year all par for the court. We've had, I mean, if you were living through world war two and you, if you, if you were, if you were, you know, 50, 60 years old, you were born in the time of horse and buggy. And all of a sudden there's a atomic bombs being unleashed. Mm -hmm. we got the, we're unleashing the power of the sun and dropping on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's insane. The, the amount of transformation that happened in such a short period of time, but we are seeing changes here. And I, I do think that there is, there is some things going on, but I don't think it's necessarily pointing towards the end of the world because you can go through history and just see right. that this is this, this is our story. Um, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Tone. Um, but I, I have to address something in the chat real quick. Uh, Colin Wysong is in there causing problems. Says he, he's met one of Fetterman's stunt doubles twice. Now. His name is Greg, and he dressed and he dressed and act like Fetterman. If Colin is saying it, take it to the bank. It's true, okay? That it's 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 a Fetterman stunt double. Hey, get get me a picture of Fetterman stunt double, please, uh, Mr. Wysong. We always appreciate the dude. What's up to everybody in the chat, Rhonda? I see you in there. Good to see you as usual. Steve watches the WWE, but he only watches Charlotte. I don't know why. I'm a mommy guy myself. Um, that's what I watch. Uh, Randall Henderson is in the chat. What is going on? Greetings and blessings to you. Tom Cooper, what's up, buddy? The dude Angus Mustang is in the chat. We need to chat soon. I got to talk to Jason Barker also. I'm going to do that today because I'm going over to Fetterman country. I'm going to Pennsylvania. And on the ride there, I'm going to take care of business. Yekka, what's going on? I already sent you a text. I got you for the rest of the my ride over to Pennsylvania, and we're going to figure that out. Um, who else is in here, man? Everybody's in here today. A Syrian girl is in here. God bless you. How are you? Great to see you. Hop in despair. What's going on? Uh, geese busters. We need some of those for the end of the world. What's going on? Mm. Geese busters. Don, what are you thinking? It's the end of the world. Karen, Carp Karen Carpenter, how are you? Um, Don, what's going on? What do you think of all this? Uh, yeah, well, we, this is kind of a, ref, uh, a refrain. Is I remember being scared several years ago, the African ants, or these some big-ass African ants that were coming. They're supposed to be killers. So, you know, they're the biggest and the worst. And right, I, right. I never saw any different kind of ants. But, uh, you know, we have – and I, I don't know how long ago it was, but there was that, there was that buildup where right about the beginning of the year, and I don't remember what year it was, you started hearing things about incredible numbers of uh, fish washing up dead on the shores and uh, whales and fish, uh, um, birds dropping dead from the sky. All kinds of reports like that were everywhere. And of course, I'm interested in that because it's almost forte and phenomena. But it, it it's almost like someone's playing a game to try to make because that what that's targeted to a, a, a demographic, the apocalyptic crowd, you know, the people that, that are that are waiting for Armageddon. And this is why they support Israel, because they think the Bible says they must, right, right. even if it means Armageddon. We can't possibly have peace because this is what is supposed to happen. So uh, these are the people it's targeted to, see, and the world's coming. And I'm interested in the sardines that washed up uh, or whatever, <laughs> if they had uh, 
if they were a, a nuclear powered or whatever, because we claim Fukushima, you know, I, they claimed that was going to pollute the entire Pacific Ocean. I don't, I don't know what, maybe it did. We didn't hear anything about it, but um, it's, this is part of the fear porn industry. It's nonstop. And I've, I've written about this, talked about it. And the older I get, the more obvious it becomes. And COVID was the most obvious example of it. And they're still trotting that stuff out. So, that, but they'll throw once in a while, they'll throw in a bunch of dead fish or some kind of, uh, you know, catastrophe from nature that makes people, especially religious people, think, oh, they're saying they're going to be signs, you know, they're going to be signs, you know. And uh, so this is obviously a sign, you know, birds dropping from the sky and uh, uh, fish wa washing up dead on the, on the beach. This is all part of the apocalyptic mindset. It appeals to people like that. And then you have the scientific crowd who explains everything. Well, you know, they, they have answers for everything, you know, right. actually, you know, and uh, because they don't know anything either. They know nothing at all. But, uh, you know, Bill Nye, the non-science guy, those kind of people. Uh, but the, these, I, I just, I get so tired of hearing and people falling for it over and over. Be scared. Be very scared. That's, that's their message all the time. You have to have these things hanging over your head. So we, we you know, we, True, we haven't touched the infrastructure for 60 years, but we can't. You know, we've got World War III on the horizon. There's another variant of white lung or COVID or something coming out of China. Uh, we, we've got, and we've got, now we've got fish washing up. When you want me to talk about the infrastructure? Let me talk about doing something about, you know, civil liberties. What? Protecting your rights? So you can we get all these things going on? We don't know what the latest boogeyman is going to be. That's Always right. trying to distract you. It, what H.L. Macon said almost 100 years ago about, Practical politics is nothing more than an endless series of hobgoblins. And that that's more true now than ever. And it's not just foreign boogeymen. They've kind of given that up almost. So that, but, you know, they still have Putin, I guess, and Hamas or whatever it is collectively. But they have enough fear to throw over us all the time. And it's, it's natural catastrophes like this to whatever. But uh, it's to keep you distracted from the awful job they're doing. Just like the St. Jude's commercials that run endlessly on TV, half of them featuring a kid that died during the course of the commercial, yet give us more money because we're doing wonders. You know, that kind of stuff. It's, this is what they do all the time where they distract you, but it's to make you think they're doing a good job. When they're obviously, you know, I said the other day about elections, if, if it, why did we think that the people in charge, especially a group this bad, would give you the ability to fire them? I mean, they're going to let you fire them? Really? No. And, and But they've, they've got a populace that's so stupid that they literally wouldn't fire them anyhow, no matter what they did to them. Even if they they got fired themselves, they probably still wouldn't fire them. So that's where we are. I, I couldn't be more black-pilled. But I, as I told I told my wife this because they you know she thinks I'm so negative and everything. In our world... I get people all the time saying, oh, man, you're, you're too optimistic. You know, you're, you're, you actually think there's some hope. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not as negative as I thought, but it's hard to have any. Hope, <laughs> that's for sure at this point. Uh, man, being black-pilled means that you're closer to reality than everyone else. That's all that means. <laughs> that's really all that means. So, uh, uh, and I, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're black. I mean, I think you're close to reality, but I don't think you're black-pilled by the uh, – the, uh, I learned from Pat Buchanan. I think Claire Bluth Luce said that uh, the difference between a, a pessimist and an optimist is a pessimist has better information. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly what it is. But very well, as usual, Tony Arterburn, you know, just uh, puts a nice little bow on it mm -hmm. to end it. You know, and, and we're we're gonna get up out of here right now. Hope everybody has an excellent, excellent weekend. Deborah Wheeler in the chat. Got to put her comment up. Hold on for a second. Boom. Mm -hmm. 
BRV, every year I put my 1970 <laughs> yard dog and Hulk Hogan figurine <laughs> under the Christmas tree uh, for just the fun. That is dope. Hey, Deborah, I'll buy those, man. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure that they could have, be worth something. It might be collectibles. They are definitely worth something. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably out of the out of the package, but still, um, I used to have um, the 1980s versions of them, and I don't have them anymore, um, which sucks. Uh, and and to get a Hulk Hogan one, the LJN plastic Hulk Hogan, it's about two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, but I, I I think I would uh I would pay that maybe just to have it. I don't know. It depends. Um, regardless, um, we're getting up out of here. Tell everybody where they can find you, Mister Tony Arterburn. Listen, Christmas is coming up. It's right around the corner. It's my favorite time of year, and I'm I'm getting my boys. We need to talk about this today, Tone. Actually, I'm I'm getting my boys uh Wolf Cub subscription. I, it, it's going to be dope. I can't wait. Right. And, and I kind of told them about it already just so they can be ready for it. Cause my kids have no idea. Right. And, and I mean, I, I really have no idea. So of course they're not going to have any idea, but we're going to learn together, you know? So I'm like, um, we're going to get your subscriptions and we're going to get uh, coins every month from uncle Tony. He's going to show you all of this and it's, it's going to be fantastic. I think it's an excellent Christmas gift, man. Go over to wise wolf. You know, I mean, it's, it shows that you care. Better than anything, better than an LJN Hulk Hogan uh, a figure, right? It, it really does. I, I need to reevaluate my my priorities here and spend that money on gold instead of a plastic figurine of Hulk Hogan when I was a kid, um, which I'm probably not going to buy, but I want to buy. Um, anyway, do that for Christmas. Go do that. Go over to, to Wise mm -hmm. Wolf, see what's going on over there, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, invest some money, man. Save some money. Tell them what's up, uh, Tony. Tell them where they can find you and everything. Well, uh, first of all, I love being Uncle Tony. That's an honor, and uh, th that I'd be putting that in that category. Um, yeah, that's something we made it really easy to purchase precious metals. Uh, we make we make your purchases for you. We give you a detailed invoice, and that's all through Wolfpack. You can either set it up on a monthly membership, or we've even set it where you can have a direct buy. So you just go to wolfpack.gold. Uh, or wisewolf.gold or wisewolf gold and silver. I have several, web I have too many websites. You can go to wolfpack.gold and uh, there's a, there's a, all the tabs that shows you the different tiers and either have one for kids. It's 35 bucks. We have one, it's called wolf cub. Yeah. And uh, so you can just 35, you can set it on a monthly membership or do it one time. You still get all the detailed invoice. So we put cool stuff in there like pins and keychains and uh, little things like that. And uh, there's a storyline in the wolf cub. So if you get that one, there's a there's a little story that goes with it and uh, a newsletter for kids. That's so uh, yeah, check it out all, all the way up to a thousand plus. And uh, you know, there's there's some neat packages. You're gonna get uh, fractional gold, fractional silver, uh, uh, sovereign coins from different governments, bars, uh, you name it. I've got a ton of stuff in the back here. It's all really cool. So go there's check a guy. it out. Supports yeah. the program. Right, absolutely, and it supports Tony. It's a, and it, it it couldn't go uh, to a better cause, man. To be honest, um, there, there's a guy that's been on David Knight, and I follow him on Instagram. I, I I'm never on Instagram except for when I'm I'm viewing shit, but I don't, I don't I'm not actively participating. Um, but um, he writes books for for kids. Uh, I forget the name, but they're all like uh, educational books about the Federal Reserve and about money. The Total Twins. I forget the name of the dude, man. Um, he'll pop back up and I'll, I'll save it and send it to you. But I want to get him on Unplugged and on the Fringe. Yekka's coming on the Fringe soon. I got to send her some dates. Yekka also said that the locusts that are flying over Mexico, we should gather them up and eat them because that is the future. And she's absolutely right. So save the locusts, ladies and gentlemen. It is a gift 
Don <laughs> Jeffries, the legendary. What's up, sir? Well, people can, uh, you know, they, they know where to find me. And uh, you can you can help me just to give you an idea that, of the shadow ban that's unmasking the truth, the most shadow ban book in the world. Uh, somebody contacted me yesterday and said, hey, they, Amazon actually let me put up a review because they, they block most of the reviews. They don't, they don't let it go up there. But uh, using common core math, I guess, I think there were 20, and they, they, they freeze the number of reviews. I think there were 25 reviews before this person put a review up, so there should have been 26 afterwards. No, now they're 24. So, I mean, this is the, these are the games they play. So anybody, please try to help break the algorithm out there with that book. Uh, try You don't even have to review it. On Amazon, you can just rate it. It takes, you know, 30 seconds to do it. Just give it a rating. And if you get overwhelmed, you can break the algorithm because then they can't, maybe they won't block everyone. They're not blocking everyone. But it's very disturbing that they keep doing that. And they're, they're playing games with them all over the place. But uh, Please, you can try to help me out there. And of course, on Substack, Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. I protest. It's called just like my show. It's the only place I'm being allowed to grow. The only place I'm not being shadow banned. It's the last big free speech platform in terms of uh, blogging on the Internet. So please subscribe to me there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Make sure you go support Don and everything that he's doing. He's on he's on Jeff Rents uh every monday yes. also if you if you if you want to if you want to get more Don Jeffries and he's on freeworld.fm on Wednesdays and on Fridays right now, not on Wednesdays, but that's going to be happening soon. So make sure you get over there. Listen, we're going to start streaming America unplugged on free world. So we're going to do a little bit here and then we're going to make everybody go over there. Right. Because, um, we, 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 we need your support over at, at free world.fm. Um, it's, it, you know, it, we're still, we're still getting along. It's still, uh, going to, uh, we're not quite at the height of it, but it's getting there. So, uh, Get there while the getting's good, you know. Be uh, join the cool kids over at freeworld.fm. Make sure you do that. The infinite fringe.podbeam.com and the infinite fringe on Apple Podcast. Just did an episode with Poikinen that was here last week, actually. You can see it right before, right after the last uh, America Unplugged. It's not uh, titled as such, but if you watch the entire America Unplugged, the fringe is on the other end of it. Um, but you can hear the audio up on uh up on uh, theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com and The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. And I got more. I did an episode with Bart Sabrell, and I wanted to do that for so long. And the first episode I did with – we're getting out of here, Tone. The first episode I did with Bart was fantastic. This one is not so much. He just talked the entire time. I mean, I guess it was good. I'm put, I, I couldn't get the interview that that you get out of him, Don, or that, or that Chris Graves got out of him for some reason. <laughs> I did the first time. It was freaking fantastic. This time it didn't work out, you know, but uh, throwing it up anyway. So uh, listen to that. And uh, we got Yekka coming up. I got a dude that has the survivalist. Uh, the sur- uh, He hit me up. I forget his name. The survivalist guide for conspiracy theorists. Him, him and I are going to have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um we don't necessarily agree, so that that'll be fun. Um, and Brent Lee's coming on, and we're gonna close the year with that, ladies and gentlemen. That's gonna be a big one. Uh, we're gonna argue about 9/11. So go over there, and mm-hmm. and and, uh, and it's gonna be an argument, most likely, mm-hmm. a nice discussion. We're 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 friends. It'll be fine. And plus, Neil Sanders will be there uh, as the buffer, so it, it it'll it'll be fine. Okay, we're getting up out of here. AmericaUnplugged.com. America Unplugged everywhere you can find the finest of podcasts. The reviews are going up, but we need more because there's tons of you that listen and it's not reflecting in the reviews. Leave us a review. Five star, please, on Apple Podcasts. Go check it. Uh, and that is it. America Unplugged on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. Tony, you're going to play us out? I'm going to play us out. All right, let's play us out, man. Don't burn the place down while we're gone. Charlie Robinson stole my line. He told me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Take it easy, man. Bye. Yeah.